Well, good morning and how are we today? It is a work day and it is a school day. So we have all got busy, busy days. <laughs> anyway, I have, you know, I said that I had exciting news and I shared it with you and that if anybody else had any exciting news, to send me a message and share it with me. Well, I have a um, message from a little girl called Megan. And she is three years old. And apparently she's going to become a big sister. How exciting is that? In August, so it's not quite yet, in the summer, she is going to be a big sister because her mummy and daddy are going to have another baby. Well, Megan, I am so happy for you because babies are lovely and being a big sister is Oh, just so exciting. You get to show the baby how to do things. My little girl loves being a big sister. Also loves being a bit bossy, but <laughs> she loves being a big sister. So I bet you are going to love being that big sister as well. And I bet that you are going to be a wonderful big sister. So, Megan from Wales, there you go, from Cardiff, no less. Um, then I just am so excited for you. And thank you for sharing your news with me because, oh, that's just the best news, isn't it? That's just the most exciting news ever. So, well done. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, I am going to read chapter nine of The Enchanted Wood before going off on my adventures at work. So I hope you are all listening and hope you are all enjoying. And then we'll see whether they manage to rescue Joe. So chapter nine is called... The House of the Three Bears. Beth took a cushion, put it at the top of the slide and pushed off. Down she went. Whizz! She shot to the bottom, flew out of the trapdoor and landed on the cushion of moss. She had hardly got up before Franny flew out of the trapdoor too. Oh, you know, that slippery slip is the greatest fun, said Beth. I'd like to do that all day long. Yes, if only we didn't have to climb all the way up the tree first, said Franny. The trapdoor flew open and out shot Moonface on a yellow cushion. He put the three cushions together, whistled to the red squirrel who looked after them and threw them to him. Then... He turned to the waiting girls. There's a train at midnight, he said. We shall have to hurry. The wood was still bright with moonlight. The three of them hurried between the trees. Suddenly, Beth heard the chuffing of a train and she and Franny stopped in surprise. They saw 
a small train winding in and out of the trees, looking for all the world like an old-fashioned clockwork toy train made big. The engine even had a key in its side as if to wind it up. There was a small station nearby. Moonface caught hold of the girl's hands and ran to it. The train was standing quite still there. The carriages had tin doors and windows which didn't open, just like those of a clockwork train. Beth tried her hardest to open a door, but it was no use. The train whistled. It was anxious to be off. Don't you know how to get into this train? asked Moonface with a laugh. You are, sillies. You just slide the roof off. As he spoke, he pushed at the roof and it slid off like the roof of a toy train's carriage. I think this is just a toy clockwork train made big, said Franny, climbing over the side of the carriage and getting in at the roof. I never saw such a funny train in my life. They all got in. Moonface couldn't seem to slide the roof out on again properly, so he stood up inside the carriage and when the train went off, Beth and Franny, who couldn't possibly see out of the tin windows, stood up and looked out of the roof instead. They did look funny. At the next station, which was called Dolls Station, three dolls got into the carriage and stared at them very hard. One was so like Beth's own doll at home that she couldn't help staring back. The second station was called Crosspatch Station and standing next to the railway tracks were three of the crossest looking old women that the girls had ever seen. One of them got into their carriage and the three dolls at once got out and moved into the next one. Move up, said the crosspatch angrily to Moonface. He moved up. The crosspatch was an uncomfortable person to travel with. She grumbled all the time and her basket, which was full of prickly bunches of roses, kept bumping into poor Franny. Here we are, here we are, sang out Moonface when they got to the next station and the three of them got out gladly, leaving the crosspatch grumbling away all to herself. The station was called Bear's Station and there was a great many teddy bears about, some brown, some pink, some blue and some white. When they wanted to talk to one another, they kept pressing themselves in the middle where the button that made them talk was and then they could talk quite well. Franny wanted to giggle when she saw them doing this. It did look so funny. Please, could you tell me the way to the three bears' house? Moonface asked a blue teddy bear politely. The bear pressed himself in the middle and answered in a, a nice growly voice, up the lane and down the lane and round the lane. Thank you, said Moonface. Sounds a bit funny to me, said Beth doubtfully. Not at all, said Moonface, leading them up a little lane through the honeysuckle. Here we are going up a lane and now you see it goes downhill so we're going down and presently we'll turn a corner and go around the lane. 
he was right. They went up and then down and then around. And there, in front of them, tucked into a woody corner, oh my goodness, was the dearest, prettiest little house the girls had ever seen. It was covered with pink roses from top to bottom and its tiny windows winked in the moonlight as if they had eyes. Moonface knocked at the door. A sleepy voice cried, Come in! Moonface opened the door and they all went in. There was a table in front of them and on it were three steaming bowls of what some people call porridge and some call oatmeal. And around it were three chairs, one big, one middle-sized and one tiny. It's the house of the three bears, all right, whispered Beth excitedly. It was just like seeing a fairy story come true. We're here, said the voice from another room. Moonface came in, went in, sorry, with Beth and Franny. The other room was a small bedroom with a big bed in it, a middle-sized bed, and in the cot was a most adorable baby bear with the bluest eyes the girls had ever seen. Where's Goldilocks? asked Moonface. Gone shopping, said the father bear. Where does she sleep when she's here? asked Beth, looking around. And does she always live with you now? Always, said the father bear, putting his big nightcap straight. She looks after us very well. There's a market on tonight in the Enchanted Wood, and she's gone to see if she can buy some porridge cheap. As for where she sleeps, well, she just chooses any of our beds, you know, and we cuddle up together then. But she likes the baby bear's bed best because it's so soft and warm. She did in the story, said Franny. What story? asked the mother bear. Well, the story of the three bears, said Franny. Never heard of it, said the three bears altogether, which really seemed rather extraordinary to Beth and Franny. They didn't like to ask any more questions after that. Here's Goldilocks now, said the mother bear. The sound of a little high voice could be heard coming nearer and nearer. The baby bear sprang out of his cot and ran to the door in delight. A pretty little girl with long curling golden hair picked him up and hugged him. Hello, dearest, she said. Have you been a good bear? Then she saw Beth, Franny and Moonface and stared at them in surprise. Who are you, she said. Moonface explained about Joe and how he had gone to the land of ice and snow where the big white bears lived. Oh, I'm afraid the big magic snowman will make him a prisoner there, said Moonface, and he'll have to live with the white bears. Could you get your three bears to come with us and ask the white bears to let Joe go free, Goldilocks? But I don't know the way, said Goldilocks. We do, said the father bear suddenly. The white bears are cousins of ours. <clears throat> Moonface, if you can help us with a little bit of magic, we can visit the land of ice and snow in a few minutes. 
Good gracious, said Beth, most astonished. But it's ever so far away, right at the top of the faraway tree. Oh, that doesn't matter, said the father bear. He took down a large jar from the mantelpiece and filled it with water. He put it into a yellow powder and stirred it with a big black crow's feather. Moonface put his hands into the water and began to sing a string of such strange words that Beth and Franny felt quite trembly. The water bubbled. It rose up to the top of the jar. It overflowed and ran onto the floor. It turned to ice beneath their feet. A cold wind filled the little house and all everyone shivered. Then Beth looked out of the window and what she saw there filled her with such amazement that she couldn't say a word but just pointed. Franny looked too and whatever do you think outside lay nothing but ice and snow. They were in the same land as Joe, though how this had happened, neither Beth nor Franny could make out. We're there, said Moonface, taking his hands out of the jar and drying them on his red handkerchief. Can you lend us any coat spares? We shall be cold here. The mother bear handed them thick coats out of a cupboard. They put them on. The bears already had thick fur and didn't need anything else. Now to go and find Joe, said Moonface. Come on, bears, you've got to help. Ooh, dear me. Well, I wonder if they can find Joe. I bet they do. I really do bet they do. But there's going to be brown bears and white bears and they're going to be having oh some kind of argument I think. That's not good is it? So which ones will win? <laughs> we will see. So anyway did you enjoy that story? And I hope you did, Megan, because um, you're going to be the big sister and you'll be able to read stories to your little brother or little sister, won't you? Oh, dear me, that is an exciting piece of news. I'm so happy about that. That's made me happy today. So don't forget, if you've got any special news, any exciting news you'd like to share, then... Please let me know. Make my day tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, I am going to go to work and um, I will see you all tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah? Yay! So, have fun. Take care. Oh, but most of all, stay safe. Okay? Promise me you'll stay safe. And then we'll see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for now.